that volatility is always kind of lurking around the corner. Welcome to Views from the Desk, a special edition of the BMO ETFs podcast. In these timely episodes, we provide the latest investment news and commentary on the markets, the economy, and investing. Brought to you by BMO Global Asset Management. Canada's inflation rate fell within the Bank of Canada's target range, easing to 2.9% in January. With potential rate cuts on the horizon, portfolio managers Chris McKinney, Chris Heeks, and your host, Mackenzie Box, make a case for duration and discuss how to manage reinvestment risk. They also explore long-short equity strategies and share their top picks for sectors and factors. Before we hear from the team, please consider subscribing to Views from the Desk on your preferred podcast platform. And for many more ETF insights and resources, visit BMOETFs.com. That's BMOETFs.com. Hello and welcome back to our BMO ETFs Weekly Insights Podcast with our ETF Portfolio Management Team. I'm today's host, Mackenzie Box, and product at BMO Global Asset Management. Today I am joined by Chris McKinney and Chris Heeks, who are both portfolio managers on our ETF desk. So a special thank you to both Chris's for being here today. Happy to be here. Thanks, Mackenzie. Good to be here. All right, well, let's dive into it. Uh, Chris McKinney, we're going to start off with you. So earlier this week, Canada released its latest CPI data. How did it look and what does this mean for rates going forward? Sure, yeah. And let's take a look first at last week. Um, it was the U.S.'s turn to release their CPI data last week. And there was a bit of a surprise uh, to the upside based on what markets uh, were expecting. Um, the U.S. CPI came in at 3.1% year over year. Um, which was a little bit higher than the market's expectation of around 2.9%. And, you know, more importantly, the core measure, the one that's a bit more sticky and has taken a bit longer to come down, uh, was at 3.9%. So still relatively elevated in the U.S. Uh, in terms of those CPI prints. As you say, uh, earlier this week, it was Canada's turn. Um, and we really got the opposite story um, here in Canada. The year-over-year -year CPI number came in at 2.9%, so sub-3%. Um, and more importantly, um, the market was expecting somewhere around 3.3%. So a significant, um, significantly lower than what the market was expecting, as well as um, significantly lower than the previous measure of 3.4%. And just as important, again, looking at the core measures, um, they came in at around 3.3%, 3.4%, which was lower than estimates as well and lower than the previous reading as well. So again, here in Canada, the core inflation is a little bit stickier. It's not coming down as quick, same as we saw in the U.S., but headline number sub 3% um, is, is a really positive indicator uh, in terms of inflation getting under control and theoretically is now in the Bank of Canada's target range of 1% to 3%. So um, something good to see there in terms of that fight against inflation. Um, what does it mean for rates going forward and for our investments? Um, again, if we contrast what happened in the U.S. within Canada, um, you know, with that U.S. CPI print, um, really the market started pricing out 
the number of rate cuts that it was expecting here in 2024. You know, going into that U.S. print, um, depending how far back you go in the last couple of weeks, um, the market was expecting anywhere from five to six rate cuts in 2024 in the U.S. Um, and now that's um, you know sub four. Uh, in terms of the expected number of rate cuts in 2024. So, um, you know, really pricing out those rate cuts and that higher for longer narrative really starting to take hold in the US. Here in Canada, we actually didn't see too much um, change. You know, yields did come down after that inflation print as it is expected that maybe Canada will cut sooner given that inflation maybe is a little bit uh, more under control here north of the border. So yields did come down, but in, in terms of the, you know, short-term overnight interest rate expectations uh, and the number of cuts the market's expecting here in Canada, that really didn't change um, too, too much. So we're looking at anywhere from two to three uh, rate cuts here in Canada is the market's current expectation. So, you know, what does that tell us for how we want to position our portfolio? It's telling us that we do want some element of duration um, because that does help with interest rate cuts. Obviously, uh, the longer the duration, the uh, the greater the price impact from those interest rate movements. But it's also telling us that we're probably getting closer to, um, you know, a reduction in interest rate volatility overall here in Canada. And so um, while I'm saying we do want some element of duration, um, if you go too far into the long end, you could just get a significant volatility and you're not necessarily getting what you want out of your fixed income portfolio. So, you know, for some time we've talked about using the BMO aggregate bond index ETF ticker ZAG as the core of your fixed income holdings, because that really has exposure across the curve. Um, if there's uncertainty around interest rate movements going forward, ZAG will have you exposed to all parts of the curve. So you'll get some of that duration benefit, um, but it's not completely in the long end. So you don't have the same amount of volatility as being in the long end. You know, some of the other things that we've previously talked about is a barbell approach where you maybe have a little bit extra in the long end, but also in that ultra short end where yields currently are very, very high. Uh, with the yield curve still being inverted, being able to enjoy some of that high yield without taking on that duration risk and that volatility associated with it. I think what we're starting to see now though is investors that are in that ultra short end of the curve, um, getting those you know five plus percent yield still are gonna have to start thinking about the reinvestment risk. Um, so if you're in something one year or shorter um, and that comes due or that matures, what are you going to be able to reinvest those proceeds at? What interest rate is it going to be, you know, six months, one year from now? And so that reinvestment risk is starting to, I think, creep into uh, minds of investors because, again, if there are going to be interest rate cuts this year, um, that means that that reinvestment risk is going to be higher. You won't be able to replace that 5% yield with another 5% yield. And so I think investors might want to start looking a little bit out on the curve instead of going ultra short, for example, maybe stick to the short end of the curve. So something like the BMO short corporate bond index ETF ticker ZCS that covers corporate bonds from one to five years in maturity. And so you're adding a little bit of that duration component and you're locking in the yields that are still relevant relatively high in that short end. Um, and if rate cuts do start to come uh, down the road, um, you're going to 
be able to enjoy those higher levels of interest rates for longer because you're in bonds that mature a, a little bit later than that six month to one year time frame. So I think uh, investors really should start looking at that reinvestment risk and maybe start to step out a little bit into the curve and maybe add a little bit of duration into the portfolio. Great. Thanks, Chris. Want to reduce the risk of market timing or increase near-term growth? Our new range of BMO Structured Outcome ETFs can help you dial down risk or dial up equity returns. To learn more, visit BMOETFs.com and search for tickers ZJAN, ZOCT, ZUEA, and ZEBA. Second question that came in, Chris Heeks, um, do you like long short strategies? What benefits do they offer? And what percent should you consider for your portfolio? Thanks, Mackenzie, and great question. Uh, very topical as we just launched two long short strategies in October. Um, you know, I think it's safe to say we wouldn't uh, launch a product if we didn't believe in it. And, you know, a, a lot of our philosophy when we do launch products at BMO ETFs is, you know, thinking about uh, creating new tools that can allow investors to build better portfolios. And so in that sense, I think long short strategies uh, can really play, you know, an excellent role. Um, that ability, well, maybe let's just back up one quick sec, you know, when you're investing in equities, you know, what is that? That's typically that's an on, under a long only framework. And all that means is you got $100 to invest, you know, you spread that $100 across however many stocks it is, and, and you hold a long only portfolio. Uh, the long short is adding that ability to short individual securities. And to use our strategies, we'll go $100 long, but we'll also go $50 short. Uh, that provides a couple key benefits. Um, you know, it can be very additive to clients' portfolios as that ability to short equities um, imparts a hedge, a natural hedge against the equities. And that's that's where the term hedge funds came from. Um, and that ability to hedge can lower the overall volatility. Um, and then it can also provide more opportunities for the manager to make money. You know, the manager can potentially make money on both the longs and the shorts. So whereas a long only portfolio, obviously you're only gonna make money from the longs. You have that ability to short, you know, you can identify companies that are going to underperform and you have that ability to make money on the short side as well. Uh, so we launched two strategies, uh, the BMO Long Short Canadian Equity ETF, ticker ZLSC, and the BMO Long Short US Equity ETF, ticker ZLSU. You know, we launched these in October. You know, we did see a very choppy October. And one thing you want to look for in a long short strategy is a strategy that's gonna be able to manage that volatility and lower the volatility. Um, you know, in my opinion, that's one of the, you know, biggest advantages is in, you know, markets where say the 2008 financial crisis, or even let's say 2022, when both equities and bonds were down, you know, double digits in that year, uh, you know, a good long short strategy should give, give you some very strong pickup in those types of environments. Um, you know, and just to take it a little bit further, you know, we I mentioned this kind of came from hedge fund style of investing, you know, this is a uh, now available to ETFs, So it has all those benefits of ETFs and the way we've gone forward with our, with our, uh, you know, our offering in this space is very much focusing on the benefits of the ETF. So they're transparent, they're fully transparent on our website. 
They're low cost relative to the competitors. You know, often in this space, you see performance fees and high overall MERs. Uh, our management fees are 65 basis points, a flat fee and no, uh, no performance fee. And then they offer that liquidity that is off that is, you know, you know, comes along with ETFs in general as well. So, um, you know, can be very additive to client portfolios and give you a little bit of a different look and feel. Now, obviously, things have been going pretty good in equity markets the past, call it three months. Um, but again, you know, that volatility is always kind of, you know, lurking around the corner, having tools in your portfolio that can help manage volatility while still earning a good rate of return. You know, I think is always something that's that's welcome and, and can play a role in client portfolios. So to get to the you know last part of the question, how much would you have in this? You know, there's a lot of talk about the 60-40 portfolio um, evolving. Um, especially after 2022, like I mentioned, when both equities and bonds were down, you know, there's been write, writing of the 60-40 evolving to a 55-35-10 or perhaps a 50-30-20 and where that new 10 and the new 20 is dedicated to more alternative strategies um, that offer diversification or return benefits relative to the traditional equity and fixed income. So, you know, by that rule of the thumb, these strategies would fit very well in that 10 or 20% allocation bucket as you're looking to um, potentially enhance the 60-40 portfolio with some strategies that are a little bit different, a little more resilient to drawdowns and still offer a good source of return. Um, but that said, you know, we have structured these as core solutions run by our quantitative investment team. Um, very uh, risk managed. Uh, they stay close to the market sector. They have they have guardrails to make sure risk is managed. And so, because they are core, you know, you could also look at say a defensive investor could potentially take some uh, an allocation out of that equity bucket and and devote it to this, particularly if they were a little more defensive. So, you know, I think the ten to twenty percent is is a ball range is a ballpark range. You know, it could grow higher, and it all depends on on the client's circumstances. But uh, certainly excited to add these to the lineup and uh, see how they're going to improve portfolios going forward. Thanks, Chris. Uh, they're exciting products, and we're happy to have them on our shelf now. Uh, Chris McKinney, back to you. What sectors do you like right now for portfolio construction? Things like low correlation sectors like our BMO Global Infrastructure Index ETF, ticker ZGI, or BMO Equal Weight REITs Index ETF, ticker ZRE, or something like the Canadian banks and utilities? Sure. And if we take a look at sort of the macro environment right now and, and return expectations for traditional asset classes, um, you know, we have uncertainty on that interest rate path. We talked uh, already about uh, the future of interest rate cuts and where that's going to go. And, uh, you know, some of the uncertainty around that um, leading to higher overall volatility um, in terms of interest rate volatility, but how that also affects the equity markets. Um, we can also look at lower expected returns on equities if we're looking out, you know, forecasting five, 10 years out, those long run returns probably going to be a little bit lower than what we've experienced in the past, uh, particularly if interest rates do stay higher for longer. 
Um, and so, you know, the sharp ratio of that portfolio, the return to risk um, uh, element is probably going to come down because the return piece is going to come down and the volatility component uh, likely going to stay somewhat elevated. So, um, you know, also, you know, just given what Chris was previously just talking about, improving that 60-40 portfolio, looking beyond the traditional equity and fixed income, I would lean in this circumstance to those low correlation sectors, particularly um, BMO Global Infrastructure Index ETF, the ticker ZGI that you mentioned. Um, looking at multiple sources of return in the portfolio, I think is going to be important going forward, again, particularly over the next five to 10 years, if you're looking somewhat long-term we will get return from fixed income, which is something we're not really used to uh, in terms of that yield. Traditionally, you know, in the last many years being very, very low, um, there should be some element of return, source of return from yields going forward. And again, there should be some uh, return from equities as well, albeit a little bit lower than what we might have had in the past. We want to add in as many other sources of potential return uh, that we can get into that portfolio. And ZGI even though it is a traditional long only equity based uh, fund, uh, the underlying assets and industries that those equities um, operate in really do provide a lower correlation to uh, traditional equities. And if you look at ZGI in general, just relative to broad indexes, um, you know, whether that's US or Canadian indices, um, the correlation coming in at around 0 0.5, 0 0.6. So very, very additive in terms of that portfolio construction element, diversifying risk across the portfolio, and therefore, lowering the overall volatility uh, of a portfolio, I think is going to be pretty important going forward. Um, real estate, you know, there's certain headwinds with real estate right now. So I wouldn't necessarily say at this point in time, that's a core piece to put into your portfolio. Although certainly there are opportunities there, particularly for yield oriented uh, investors. So certainly one to look at there. Um, but if I had to choose, I would, I would go with the ZGI there. Um, another lower correlated equity play would be uh, gold equities uh, potentially, but um, certainly a lot more volatility associated with that exposure. And so again, um, looking to lower overall portfolio volatility, I think ZGI really does the trick and is a really great solution um, for that portfolio construction element and to again, further evolve and um, diversify that 60-40 traditional portfolio. Great, thanks Chris. The ETF space is a thriving industry, providing Canadian investors new options for growth. What's driving this demand and what key benefits do they provide? Find the answers to these questions and more in our BMO ETF 2024 Industry Outlook, available now. Access the report and get the latest insights anytime at BMOGAM.com. That's B-M-O-G-A-M.com. Chris Heeks, last but not least, what are your top picks for factors in portfolio construction, specifically for Canada, U.S. and EFI allocations? Yeah, great question. You know, what are factors? You know, it's taking an alternative weighting approach to uh, either in better improve the return or lower the risk relative to broad indexes or potentially do both. Um, so, um, you know, I'll just preface it by saying this is sort of a, a balanced approach. You know, one investor might lean more heavily into a factor than another. For example, a younger investor might lean more heavily into growth 
uh, potentially an older investor might lean more heavily into something like low volatility. So this is a little bit middle of the road. You know, I do believe in factor diversification. So, you know, having for all investors, having more than just one factor uh, often works well because, you know, all fa although factors do well over time, they don't, they don't always outperform, right? So they have markets where they may be in more favor or less favor, depending. So just a little preface this is a balanced kind of uh, approach. You know, in Canada, uh, we do like the ZLB, the BMO Low Volatility Canadian Equity ETF. Uh, so defensive factor in Canada, it just won uh, another fund grade A plus award. It's a very unique Canadian strategy, you know, in the, uh, let's see now, just over 12 years, it's been live. And it's been able to surpass the return of the TSX, but it's also done that with a lower volatility level. So the, the standard deviation has been about 20% lower than the index. So, you know, uh, very good strategy to lean on in Canada. So I do pick that from a defensive uh, basis there. Going to the US, here's where I would incorporate a little more growth. Uh, because obviously the most attractive thing in the U.S., I think, is it's fair to say, is the growth of technology, which has been a huge theme over the past, uh, you know, kind of going on 10 years now. Um, was it all also accentuated, you know, last year with the Magnificent Seven even further. So the factor there, ZUQ, which is our BMO MSCI high quality index ETF. So quality, uh, quality does have some defensive characteristics because these companies tend to have stronger balance sheets. Uh, but on the growth side, uh, quality looks for companies that have higher profitability. So looking for companies that relative to its peers have higher profitability. And that's kind of what gets the growth flavor into it. Uh, what we end up with in ZUQ, um, it is a well-diversified portfolio, but there is more exposure to some of those high-growth technology companies. So your Apples, Microsofts, NVIDIA, Google, et cetera. Um, so that's that's a, a good factor that's got a, a nice track record against the index in terms of adding to return, perhaps slightly more risk, certainly not a lower risk like a low vol, but a very good track record there. And that's why I like having some growth exposure. Um, and the other thing I just add on that, it is, has US dollar exposure, which on the currency side, that US dollar exposure can be an additional measure of, of uh, diversification. So quality in the U.S. and then international, I would go with dividends. And so there's a couple, you know, I, to identify, we have the BMO International Equity Dividend Hedge to CAD ETF. That's the ZDH. And if you want a little more income, you could also look at the BMO Cover Call Europe High Dividend Hedge to CAD ETF. That's the ticker ZWE. Um, you know, we've known Europe is sometimes, you know, quite often there's, you know, kind of exogenous issues. Obviously, Russia, Ukraine is still ongoing, and hopefully we'll see that kind of toned down this year. Um, seems to be the expectation, but still, you know, in Europe, I'm personally comfortable leaning into blue chip, high quality dividend paying companies. And those are the types of exposure we go after in our dividend and our, our high dividend covered call suite. Um, I do like covered uh, currency hedged in that market as well, just to remove that kind of, um, you know, hard to model currency risk in European markets. Uh, so I think that, you know, blue chip dividends, good, good place to lean on in international. And, uh, you know, again, if you just want the equities, there's the ZDH, you know, if you want a little more income, the ZWE, that's yielding about 7.1%. So low vol quality and dividends. And that's where, you know, I think is a nice diversified factor mix that, you know, investors could consider as they're looking at different regions.
Great. Thanks, Chris. Uh, that's all the questions that we have for this week. So I just want to thank everyone for tuning in and to continue to send in questions and comments. Um, and I also want to thank both Chris's uh, for providing some great insight and um, some good uh, takes on uh, how to play the market. Uh, and with that, I just want to wish everyone a great day and we'll see you back here next week. Thanks. Thank you to Mackenzie Box, Chris McKinney and Chris Heeks for joining us on the BMO ETFs podcast. Today, we heard about a barbell strategy using BMO Aggregate Bond Index ETF, ticker ZAG, or ZAG, which provides full-term exposure, and the BMO Short-Term Corporate Bond Index ETF, ticker ZCS, which includes bonds with one to five years to maturity, adding some duration to your portfolio. The team also discussed ways to evolve the traditional 60-40 split. The BMO Long Short Canadian Equity ETF, ticker ZLSC, is designed for investors looking for an alternative strategy. For more information about the ETFs discussed in this podcast, check out the episode notes, contact your regional BMO ETF specialist, or visit the ETF Center at BMOETFs.com. That's BMOETFs.com. The viewpoints expressed by the portfolio managers represent their assessment of the markets at the time of publication. Those views are subject to change without notice at any time without any kind of notice. The information contained herein is not and should not be construed as investment, tax, or legal advice to any party. Investments should be evaluated relative to the individual's investment objectives, and professional advice should be obtained with respect to any circumstance. Any statement that necessarily depends on future events may be a forward-looking statement. Forward-looking statements are not guarantees of performance. Commissions, management fees, and expenses, if any, all may be associated with investments in exchange-traded funds. Please read the ETF facts or prospectus before investing. Exchange-traded funds are not guaranteed. Their values change frequently and past performance may not be repeated. BMO Global Asset Management is a brand name under which BMO Asset Management Inc. and BMO Investments Inc. operate. Views from the Desk has been brought to you by BMO Global Asset Management.